Welcome into the playoff preview pod. Got myself, John Baker, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. We finally made it to the playoffs, the plizzies. We, uh, Dolphins limped their way there. Uh, it was oh. a uh, fun last couple weeks. Really thought that we were going to have uh, an enjoyable wildcard weekend. Doesn't seem that we will <clears throat> to that uh, in a little bit, but... Um, we got six games this weekend, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday night. The Monday night one, I think, is might be – I think that game is so overrated. I think yeah. the Cowboys-Bucks game on Monday night is way overrated. I think the game of the week might be the Chargers-Jags game. Uh, yeah, I, I... – I'm really interested to see Niners and Seahawks too. To be honest with you, I know the spread is large, but I just feel like I don't know. Man, I feel like the Seahawks can get it together. And how long? And and is Brock Purdy? Here's like, dude, is Brock Purdy like either Charlie Whitehurst or is he playing out of his mind right now? And literally, the next Tom Brady, the way he it seems like he's playing. Yeah, somebody's gonna make him look like a rookie at some point. Like they can't, this can't continue to happen. Like what he's doing, no one's like literally ever done except for Tom Brady. Yeah, even Tom Brady lost games that first year. So like, and he wasn't even a rookie, was he at that at that juncture? Like he was like the second year or something like that. Yeah, I remember? Gosh, I'd be yeah, I think it was the second year. Oh, just seeing Tom Brady forever, dude. It's just brought back so many bad memories. I know. All right, so let's get into the uh, first game. As you mentioned, the Seahawks and Niners. That is the 415 game on Super Wild Card Saturday. What is your prediction, thoughts, opinions on that game other than it could be sleeper game of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, spread's nine and a half. Um, I think a lot of money is going to come in on the Seahawks and potentially bring that number down to either eight and a half. Um, I would say it's going to bring it down to eight and a half probably by the time the game starts. Uh, I think everyone's definitely going to bet um, the the under in, in the point total. Um believe the point total is 42 and a half. I think that's going under for sure. Um, I'm just anxious to see how Gino plays. You know, he's had a like quite a quiet comeback season. Um, many people wrote him off as, you know, basically going to be a journeyman backup and never playing the the league again. And he's now uh, now leading a playoff team against a, a 49ers team that I think has overperformed at this point. I mean, they started three and four and finished the year eight and zero. So did they quote unquote blow their load early, or they did they get too hot too early? Um, you know, I guess we'll kind of see, but uh, you know, I'm excited to watch that one. That is a good take. The Niners are a really fun team to watch, and that defense is so nasty. Like that defense is like what I wish the Dolphins' defense was this year. Like 
and well, I don't, we'll get to the Dolphins. I, I want to just jump right into Dolphin stuff because I'm so used to it. But I think that, yeah, I'm excited to see how Gino plays. Really excited for Gino because Gino, like, he's been a journeyman and it's not like he was ever a bad quarterback. He just got stuck in some really shitty situations, especially like that Jets situation. That was terrible. Yeah. I'm excited for Gino. I mean, that, Seahawks, you know the Seahawks are going to come to play defense. Like, they're always a pretty defensively sound team. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what they uh, – I'm excited for that game. Really excited. I think that – personally, I think that the Niners – I think the Niners will win a close one. I'm thinking, like, 24-23, like a – something – like a last-second kick or something. I think yeah. – uh, like, I, I think Purdy gets brought down a little bit this weekend. Who knows? Maybe they just might blow him out. Yeah, I'm, I'm projecting projecting upset um, 21-19 by the Seahawks. Nice, nice. like that pick. Uh, and then the game that I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, this Chargers and Jags game, this has got some injury implications as of today. They said that Mike Williams, he's not playing for the Chargers. He's got a broken back. He broke his back on that, like, meaningless screen in a meaningless game. Can you please do me a favor and input the Mike Tyson interview where he says, I broke my back. My back, it's broken. I need you to put that in here after you say that. Dude, I hate hate the Chargers. I hate them. yeah, I can't stand the Chargers. Brandon Staley, it looks like an absolute bozo. Dude, if the Chargers lose this game, they literally might fire. This is an organization that fired uh, Kirsten Nessie players worse than Marty Schottenheimer after go- making the playoffs. Yeah. I think he was – I think he went like 12 uh, – he might have been 11-5. and five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's 11-5. and five. And they fired him. Yeah, so – Eleven and five make the playoffs. Like you're ten and seven making the playoffs, and or you know lose a stud receiver like a game changer. Um, like that's interesting. Spreads two and a half. I see that bumping up to three before game time. I think a lot of people are gonna you know take the Chargers to win by three. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm taking another upset here. I, I think Trevor Lawrence um, kind of shocks the world a little bit here and. Uh, Anxious to see what the the Twitter burst looks like for Justin Herbert if he were to lose to um to Trevor Lawrence. Um but yeah, I'm think I'm thinking the Jags win. Um the over under is I think forty seven and a half. I think that goes under. Um and I would take the Jags twenty four, Chargers twenty one. I love this matchup for the Jags. I feel like this is gonna be Dougie P is going to have the boys coming out thinking they're dogs and they're going to, I think they're going to, I think the Jags are going to come out and they're going to expose the chargers as frauds. And I think that, uh, I think Staley gets fired after this, that he's going to get bad for him. So I don't know. I don't think that the, I, I just hate this chargers team, man. I hate them so much. And I just think they're so overrated. And I think that old boy, uh, old, uh, Oh, Herbert's going to get exposed skied. Yeah, dude. And um, I think it becomes a real conversation. Like, what are the – what is Justin Herbert without 
um, Austin Eckler. Like, I mean, the, the checkdowns, um, his average air yard is middle of the league for completions. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think Justin Herbert's a, a great quarterback. And, you know, obviously we're sitting here without um, Tua for almost half the year and not starting in a playoff game. So who are we to say who made the right decision in that draft? Uh, I think most people at this point would say Herbert outside the Dolphins organization. I think the uh, I think inside the Dolphins organization, it's still split. Um, I'm still thinking, you know, Tua has a shot to, to be someone. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a good game. Speaking of good, good games and good people, uh, we're welcome into the pod. We got the brother-in-law, Chiggy. We got Chase. Welcome on to the pod, Ski. We- so what's your, uh, what's your takes on this Jags-Chargers game? Well, so for me, I think the Jaguars, in theory, should win. Um, I don't know why they just seem like they're hot. Doug Peterson's got them rolling a little bit. But then I think they just barely beat Josh Dobbs, who got off a bus four days before it seemed like they were playing and they needed to beat them in crunch time. So I don't know. Um, I think it's a coming out party for Herbert. That's kind of what I want to happen, um, but we'll see what happens. Chase known Justin Herbert lover. Yeah. I mean, you should have took him over too. That's on you guys. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> it's not that sort of podcast, Chase. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Know your All audience. Right. Know my audience. Well, like they, they, everyone needs a villain, and I can be that villain for them. <laughs> so you think Chargers win big or tight, or like a tight win? Chargers are going to win tight. I'm saying in 27-23, Chargers. Well, we're still hanging Ooh. on the same points range. We just flipped who's <laughs> train. I think that the uh, the Jags are going to pull off the the quote unquote upset, and then you think that the Chargers are going to win. Man, I just really hope the Chargers lose so that they fire Brandon Staley finally. Because yes. I have that guy. Yeah, he um, probably makes the most questionable decisions in the league. And he just is very punchable. Like, there's nothing that I really like about him. Just looking at him, he looks like a, a nerd, douchebag, everything all in one. Especially yeah, I feel like a lot of people in his hometown. A lot of people in his hometown do not like him. There's no way. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, he just, like, kissed everyone's ass to the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't like him. Uh, all right so that's our games for saturday uh sunday at one o'clock we got bills and fins tua is not playing mostert is not playing Torone armstead he is questionable kendall lamb questionable liam eichenberg doubtful hopefully he's at uh and then <clears throat> Brandon Shell, he is also questionable. We got a lot, so many injuries. We've covered this for weeks on here about how injured this football team is. Yet, there's a chance. Albeit, oh, there a is one. There is a chance. <laughs> there is a chance. I watched Zach Wilson beat this Bills team. Okay, so let's all put that into perspective. Um, the way Skyler played last week. Can't happen at all. No. Uh, he missed a lot of open receivers. Um, he missed a lot of opportunities for big plays. Does having um, Tim Tebow, Tyrone Armstead back, allow him to make um, 
you know, some of those down the field plays, I think that, you know, it's left to be seen, but, you know, Bill's at minus 13 and a half is the spread right now, um, which is, would be a monumental upset at this point. Um, Don't be surprised if that pushes to 14 by game time. I think a lot of people are on the Bills still. Um, I think the Finns cover um, over under 43 and a half points. I think in order for the Finns to win, that has to go under. Um, so I, I would take the under there. Um, I think the re- there, there's a recipe for Miami to win this game. Not going to pick it because it's, you know, I just know it goes under. I'll leave it at that. But there's a recipe, there's a recipe for the Finns to win, um, to win this game. And I think it involves, I know it involves, you know, multiple players with rushing attempts, albeit Skyler, Tyreek, Jalen, Jeff Wilson, you know, Savon Ahmed, um, you know, I, I think we got to, we got to definitely attack the Bills ground or the Bills uh, rush defense. Um, we've seen what Mostert did to them. You know, I don't, you know, obviously he's not going to be playing, which sucks, but Je- I honestly am a bigger Jeff Wilson fan anyway. Um, so I'm hoping that he's, he's gonna, I mean, we, we're going to see him as a feature back. So um, he needs 25 to 28 carries. Um, and I think you need to get 15 out of the, the other three people. Yeah, I think for honestly, if, if the Finns are going to win, the only recipe for them to win is literally play keep away. So if you are going run heavy and you're just burning clock and you're keeping the bills off the field, I think that's literally the only game plan that you have. That's uh, only a recipe for success because the less time the bills are on the field, the less time they have to score, which uh, I don't know. I just think that the the more you get them out of the rhythm, the more they're prone to fuck up. And that's for sure. That's certainly what Allen does is when you get Allen out of his rhythm, like he will inevitably shoot himself in the foot. And that's just because he just gets too. He tries to do hero ball. And we've seen some of his worst games and some of the biggest mistakes I've seen him make have been in the playoffs. Um, and I feel like. This is kind of like counterintuitive, but I think he's someone that like thrives off of pressure. Like I think he loves pressure. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, really, even with two outs, um, there's a lot of pressure on that Bills team. Like they're expected to win this game. Like By there's three. no one in the world that are gonna that's gonna pick the Dolphins to win outright. No, and the. Yeah, it's certainly it's all the pressures on the Bills to win and like the Dolphins, there's literally no pressure at all. And I think that does help Miami early. And I think that if because if we're thinking about how the Dolphins like the last these games are played super tight, both games 17, 13, you know, 17, 15. Yeah, like literally the combined score was 51 to 50 in the advantage of the bills like in two combined games so the there's really no drop off in defensive play for the dolphins in the two games that they've played they've played very consistently but like now the bills defense is a guy down without hamlin which you know t's and p's but at the same time they're weak and they don't even have Micah Hyde back there now that can help either. So like they're, they're starting to thin on the back end and they already have a suspect rush defense. Like that's clearly their weaknesses rush defense. So if you're, I think the recipe for success for the Finns is to run the ball, 
as and they and they've shown that they can run the ball. It's just whether or not McDaniel sticks to the game plan, really, because they as much push as they've been getting the last couple of weeks, like the run game looks really good. It's just that the passing game sucks. So yeah, and the thing here's the way you know I like to look at it. I think, um, I think receiver wise, I'd call them, I'd call us even. Um, I think running back wise, we have a slight edge. I think offensive line wise, they have an edge. Um, big edge, big edge. Defensive line wise, I think we have a, a large edge. Um, linebacker wise, I give them the edge, and secondary wise, I think at this point they're pretty equal. Um, so really, you know, <clears throat> we're 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 a very similar team to the Bills. It's just that gap between Josh Allen and Skyler is so large that is you know obviously going to be the that's issue. Still, that's the only difference in the game. I think. Single, I think that Jeff Wilson is better than Singletary, and I think that you know Cook brings a different threat to this offense that they didn't have before. Yeah, no has- Jordan Phillips for them is is going to be interesting. Like he's question or he didn't participate in two of the practices. He's going. I I don't think he participated in any practices actually. He's going in as questionable. Um, Jordan Phillips, you know, would be a big loss for them on the D line. I think a lot of people are expecting the the. I mean, everyone's expecting the Bills to win big, but I think that this game is close, and I think it's close late. And I think that depending on how it goes, like it could come down to a last second kick, or could, or like literally it could be a blowout. I don't know. I, I I've talked myself into thinking that you know the Finns can keep it close if they play if they play a style of play that we're talking about, they stay committed to it because it's not like Thompson can't make simple, easy throws. I mean, they, yeah, I think it's, I can think we get, can we get yards on first and second down by rushing? If someone were to tell me at what point tomorrow, will you be the happiest? I would say if we're, if we are in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead at some point in the fourth quarter, well, and to be honest with you, like any time that the Finns have played this year, there's been a point in the fourth quarter or around the five to, you know, around anywhere from the eight to five minute mark where they have a chance to either take the lead or tie it, even when they have the backups in. I mean, they did that against the Vikings. I mean, it was like that with the Patriots. It was certainly with that with the Bills. We didn't have backups or like that. But like all these late see, uh, the the. 49ers too like all of those games like we lost in the fourth quarter late because of just mistake football that's all we that's all like the Finns know at some point it's like we just we're just we're gonna shoot ourselves in the foot but I don't know what do you think Chase about this uh you think the Bills are gonna roll no actually I don't I think this is gonna be super super close as long as the Dolphins can take it to halftime down three to seven or up three to seven um you know, I'm kind of rolling with the fact that it's a division game, um, kind of in the same situation as my Ravens are in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this game has been close. I don't necessarily know if Tua decided the game in either one of these. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a non-factor, really. In last game, if I'm not mistaken, you guys ran the ball extremely well against them, correct? Yeah, most yeah. last time you guys played. Had like 135. Yeah, and I think yeah. Mostert broke a long one. So I think you guys match up pretty evenly. The thing is, is what Josh Allen are you going to get? Are you going to get the one who lost to the Jets? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Zach Wilson, or are you going to get, you know, AFC Championship game 17 seconds and he still loses because Patrick Mahomes is just a little bit better? 
But that guy who he threw that ball to is now on the Dolphins, so you never know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be super competitive. I don't expect the Bills to roll. Um, I think you bring up a lot of the pressures they're facing. I mean, also, too, the idea is, hey, you watch your teammate almost die. You guys should win the Super Bowl for him. There's a lot more emotions involved on their side than it is for the Dolphins. who are like, hey, we're playing with house money. We almost didn't even make it here. Why not just go see what happens? So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, I would love to see the Dolphins win this one just because I, I'm not a huge fan of the Bills at all. So, Dolphins are my second favorite team in the whole playoffs right now. <laughs> just really want them to get healthy so that Tua comes back and plays the Chiefs. And they're probably letting fucking Tua come back. You know that. No, I, no, I want the Dolphins-Ravens AFC Championship games. what I want. <laughs> tell tell the truth. That's that's what that's what Will Smith said about concussions. Tell the truth. Fine. Yeah, since you're since you're a debunker of CTE Trey, let us hear it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking Kenny Pickett, second concussion back in four days. Tua, second everyone wants to keep saying he had, had a concussion. Well, you know what's fucking hilarious? Everyone says Oh, you know, trust the doctors. They're not signing off on him playing, blah, blah, blah. Yet no one trusted the doctors the last, you know, the very first instant. Everyone said, or the first instance, everyone said, oh, I don't care what the doctors say. It's a concussion. Literally, fucking Twitter is, is hey, let's just somehow it's find something to fit my narrative, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, toxic. It's it is. But, you know, Kenny Pinkett comes back in four days after his second concussion. Two yeah, is but- out. Three weeks. Well, he changed his helmet, so he's allowed to come back. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah, he changed his helmet, so he's all cleared to go now. What if that is part of the protocol? Like, if you're willing to change your helmet, does that help you pass through protocol? Oh, no, and Goodell in the NFL, I can totally see that being a rule. Totally see it. Because he's still doing aerobic, uh, quote-unquote, aerobic exercises. He's stuck in the third part of protocol. <laughs> like if they, if the, Theoretically, if the Finns win... Like we see Tua against the Chiefs, yeah. Which then that game gets that game gets really interesting. And like I told you the other night, throw a Douglas neck brace on him; he'll be all right. <laughs> Put a watch back there. Yeah, he looked tough with one of them on. Can you imagine <laughs> with a washboard back there? That'd be sweet. Back plate hanging out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's exactly how Trey pictures his quarterback in Miami. I like that. That's literally how I used to make him and create a player of Madden. <laughs> in a dark visor. He'd have to spat the whole way up over the calves. He'd be ready oh, to roll. Spat up to the calves. <laughs> two gloves. That's right. Two gloves. Forearm shivers. He's ready to roll. The binky mouthpiece and the eye black. Oh, definitely eye black. Smeared eye black. Even though you couldn't see the smeared eye black because he had a black visor. Yeah, towel in the back. A towel in the back. And Warmer because he's in Buffalo. Yep. Yep. Oh, All the be, gimmicks. It's going to be so cold up there, too. It's going to be like 20s up there. Yeah, it gets cold in Kansas. It's got to be all right. <laughs> all right. So we got uh, next the 415 game on uh, Sunday is the Giants and Vikings. And this game. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it, I think Giants are rolling the Vikings. What do you think? Um, spread three and a half, or spread three. Um, that's going to jump one way or the other. Either two and a half, or three and a half. It's not going to stay three. Um, 
because if I was guessing, I think a lot – it's Vikings minus three, by the way. So the Giants are getting points, and you're calling it a roll, um, which I agree. I think the Giants win this. I think there's going to be a lot of money on Giant, Giants plus three, which is going to push that line probably down to two and a half by game time. Um, over, under, it's 48 and a half. I think it goes under. Um, but I think the Giants win. I think that – 1 p.m. Kurt and 4.15 p.m. Kurt being different is a real thing. He can't win um, 4 o'clock games. Uh, I think that continues. I think the Giants win. Shout out, you know, congrats to Brian Dayball um, because I wanted him to be in Miami, uh, so I root for him. Although I, I can already hear, like, the post game saying, uh, Dayball's former team wins and now Dayball wins, blah, 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 talking about the fucking Bills. So I can already can hate to hear that, but um, – <laughs> I think Saquon is a big game, um, but I definitely think it goes under. Um, I'm saying it is 24 to 20 New York. That's a solid pick. I don't know if I think that the Giants – I was overzealous on saying that the Giants roll, but uh, this seems like a classic, like, Giants team that gets really, really hot in the playoffs because you think about, like, those old Giants teams. Chase knows this from those – uh, those Eli days, like this team's kind of similarly built like that. Like they don't have like an over the top, like great uh, receiving core, but they got a really good running back and a serviceable quarterback. I mean, Eli, I mean, a lot of people don't like to give Eli a lot of credit, but I mean, the dude won two Super Bowls. So, but he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, Joe Flacco and Aaron Rodgers are the same quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, we're losing so much credibility in this episode. You already lost it. I've listened to the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my take on this game. I think the Vikings are three touchdowns better. Only because, <laughs> only because, only because I have seen Link Martindale blitz nine people with corners that are better than the Giants have. Justin Jefferson's going to probably go off for about 180 in this game and three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I really always forget about him. Like, I just don't see a pathway. And Kirk Cousins is going to break the narrative. Their offense can't score. They have no receivers. I just don't see how the Giants win this game. They're a young roster. They're trying to figure out. They've Half them guys have never been to the playoffs. I just don't see how this ends well for them. I don't know how I always forget about how many like weapons that the Vikings offense has because they got, well, they got Jefferson, they got Dalvin Cook, and they got Thielen, and now they got Hawkinson. Like they got a nice little squad over there. I guess it does depend on do you get the one o'clock Kurt or do you get the four o'clock Kurt? Because one o'clock Kurt is like insane, but. I don't know for some. I, I guess it. I mean, it is in Minnesota too. So weather won't. I just don't see that. Danny Dimes showing up in a playoff game. That's all. <laughs> I, I don't see him going off by any stretch of imagination. Um, he is not Eli Manning. He's not even Skylar Thompson. Wow. Jesus. There is. Burp, 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 burp. Play the fucking horns. <laughs> I love that Maybach music. This guy is coming in hot over here. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I, for some reason I just don't trust the Vikings. 
I just can't trust them. And I don't even really want to trust the Giants either, but I just think the Giants, I think the Giants win by two, two scores. And then it's not 14. I think they win by 10. So uh, I just think it's going to be close and that Kurt is going to, or I keep calling him Kurt, but it's Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. I think Kirk is going to end up shooting himself in the foot at some point. I don't know. I hope he proves me wrong because I like the Viking. I like their I like their squad. I just don't. I just for some reason I just don't trust them. But all right, so here's a here's your big one, Chase. Uh, the Sunday night game is the Ravens Bengals eight fifteen. What do you got for us on that game? Well, I'm gonna take you through my week. It's been an emotional roller coaster. So Monday, I'm like, you know what? We made the playoffs. We finished terribly. We're limping in. Hey, just happy to have one more game of football to watch. And then I'm like, well, Lamar might come back. So Tuesday, I'm getting a little bit excited. Wednesday, I'm getting even a little bit more excited. We signed Roquan to $100 million. I'm like, okay, that's good. I feel good about that. And then Lamar tweets out, I'm not playing. And then for some reason, I got more excited. (laughs) And I think we're going to win. I think we're going to ramrod him. (laughs) I've been in 2009 AFC wildcard round highlights of Ray Rice just gashing the New England Patriots in Foxborough. I expect the same thing in Cincy. J.K. Dobbins came out today. He said, I want this on my back. Let's put it on his back. And I think he rushes for over 200. 200? Jesus I think we get Joe Burrow to throw two picks. Um, I don't even know if Joe Burrow finishes the game. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. And then come Monday morning, Sunday late in the – well, Monday about midnight, I'm going to be super sad probably. But you know what? I'm going to go in excited. I think I have good hopes. And we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I'm thinking Ravens 28, Cincinnati 17. All right. Okay. Spread is eight and a half for Cincinnati. Um, I think that – comes down i think a lot of people would take ravens plus eight and a half um so i think that comes down i bet that comes down to seven and a half um if i were a betting man um which i am i think the under 40 and a half i think you gotta spend money to make money i think the i think over under 40 i think that definitely goes over um i i don't see this game staying under i'm sorry it's 40 and a half so again i still think it goes over um I think the Bengals win, Chase. Sorry, I do think the Ravens cover, but I think the Bengals win this. I, I'm, I'd like to see the Ravens win it. To be honest with you, you know, I think yeah. that'd be, that'd be a good story for old, old Tyler there. But, um, yeah, I think the Bengals win it. I'm gonna say it's gonna be twenty three to twenty one. I think this game, like the Ravens and the Dolphins, are in such similar situations where. No one's picking them to win, yet they have the same game plan, I feel like, to win. And the blueprint will will look similar. Yeah. Blue, yeah, yes. The if you're gonna if, if you're gonna see two games that are gonna probably play out very similarly. They're gonna be very close. They're two divisional games. Usually these divisional games, there's never a really a blowout. They're always tight. They're always with the team that you never think is going to stay in it. They're always in it to the end. So I think the Ravens, if the, if the Ravens force Burrow into bad situations and they would score 
like a touchdown or two defensively and they can get to Burrow, obviously they got a chance because I think that their run game is way better than the Dolphins' run game. But yes. And, and right now, what I would say is this this is the Ravens roster that has been the healthiest it's been, minus Lamar Jackson. The only three inactors we have for the game are Brandon Stevens, third string cornerback. We have Tylen Wallace, who I don't even know if he's seen the field yet this year, other than garbage time. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson. So this is actually, in theory, the healthiest this team has been, minus like, the quarterback position. Um, so I feel like the defense is finally back to full strength. You know, Marcus Peters, who hasn't played in four weeks, um, whether he's rusty or not will be a whole other question. But I feel pretty good that this defense is going to show out. Um, so that's kind of where, I mean, I'm hopeful. But, again, you know, we'll see what happens. Tyler Huntley has been – all he's been doing is making Lamar a lot more money. So um, hopefully he can change that narrative a little bit on Sunday. So what's, uh, you know – What's your thoughts on this whole Lamar situation, dude? The fan base is turning on him. It's so insane. It's, this is what Chase is experiencing, what it's like to be a Dolphins fan. Well, what's awesome is is beginning of the week, it was very much like Ravens fans versus Cincinnati fans on Twitter. It, just terrible stuff. And then as the week's gone on and Lamar hasn't played, there's like half of the Ravens fan base thinks Lamar's holding out because it's a contract thing. The other half, of course, is like pro Lamar. They're like, oh, yeah, just sit him and we'll pay him next year. Um, where I'm at on it is, is I think we pay him, but to me, the price came down. You've gone two seasons. You haven't finished yet. Um, you know, it's been a minute since you've been there in, you know, when it mattered for us, but I don't think it's a contract holdout situation from the sounds of it. I don't know why Harbaugh was like the, like the most untransparent person when it came to this injury. And it takes Lamar tweeting out what it was. Um, I don't know if he's thinking it was a competitive advantage. I just think from, kind of a PR standpoint, they handled it poorly, which explains kind of the fan reaction because now it looks more like it's a Lamar thing versus a, hey, he's just hurt thing. Um, but, you know, would I love for him to be out there? Sure. Um, but, again, I don't know if he wins this, this game or not anyway. You know, um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. When you look at the kind of the, before he went out, it wasn't like they were firing on all cylinders anyway. Um, I think the last game that he looked half decent in was the Jaguars game, um, and that was a game that we lost. So, you know, I still think we haven't really seen, other than maybe that week two or three game against the Dolphins, he played really, really well. It was kind of the last time I remember him going off. Um, so, I don't know. I just don't think we pay him the $250 million he thinks he deserves, if that is, in fact, what he thinks he's worth. Yeah, I think the optics of it looks really bad. Just, I don't know if, like, the Ravens, like, thought about competitive advantage and then they realized they stepped on their own foot and then they yeah, organizationally, they handled it terribly. Yeah. And I, I, that's the only thing that we can really say about like the, the Tua situation is that McDaniel is like, that's like the first question he answers every week, which sucks at this point, but they at least come out and tell you what's happening. Like, right. It It's almost like the Ravens like tried to like semi I wouldn't want, I guess I'm getting accusatory here, but it seems like they tried to control the narrative to keep it down. Like he was going to play. And then whenever his knee didn't get better, they're like, Oh shit. Well, we've been saying he's going to play and now he's not going to play. So like, we should just stay quiet about it. And then Lamar's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. And like the initial diagnosis was one to three weeks. And then after the one to three weeks didn't happen. And like, he never elaborated after Lamar got the MRI and no one ever said like, Hey, it's actually a grade two. It just says PCL sprain. So, like, not knowing what the different grade levels are, 
now when you're looking at a grade two, it's four to six weeks. So he's kind of in the the five week range right now. Right. Um, and do I think you know he comes back out and practices today and plays on Sunday? How is he going to look that much better? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a quarterback getting thrusted into a playoff game with not after not practicing for 38 days. <laughs> I mean, how good is he going to look? Right, and then and and if that rate too, like if you bring him back early and you you want to and you you're either you want to or you're going to be forced to pay him, and he gets right. injured, then you don't even have him for next year either. Well, all I could think about was RG three whenever they were contemplating him going out this week and that, and that him doing the Tootsie roll meme is all I could think about was <laughs> RG three's knee blowing out. And I'm like, and then, then that'll be our franchise. We'll turn into Washington. Um, our stadium will be falling apart and our, our leadership will be sexually assaulting everybody <laughs> and hiding it. So, you know, that's how that Dude. works. It's like, you know what, let's not play him. Um, and if we win with Huntley, like I said, you know, they're still in the same, same boat you guys are in. If we find a way to win this game, it's not impossible. They don't come back. Yeah, right. You know? So, um, I'm really, really hopeful. My, I've already told myself we won. I already picked out what I'm wearing, what polo I'm wearing to work on Monday. Um, yeah, yeah, I already got my outfit laid out upstairs. What I'm wearing, Lamar Jackson socks. Trey got me just in spirit, so he's there in case he's not on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna wear black pants. I'm going all black for this game. Um, and then I got a Ray Lewis black jersey just to spirit that. And then I might throw on one of the kids' Ravens helmets and just wear it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Juju, we're we're uh, running it back. I'm wearing the black pants, jeans. I'm wearing the jeans, playoff 12s, the orange, and the Tyreek jersey. It's that That's the Juju this weekend. Trey, what's your Juju for the Finns? I'm staying what I was in last week, and that was um, the Dolphins sideline pants. Or- Sweatpants from last year. Um, the new uh, Mitchell and Ness throwback Dolphins hoodie with the throwback Dolphins tee underneath. And first game, no hat this year. Ooh. So uh, I didn't wear a hat. And I did plug the Lucky Christmas tree in last year, which has been unplugged all year. Um, so, or, or last week. So I think that uh, got a little juju out of Lucky Christmas tree. The Lucky Christmas tree is lit. Let's go. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, back to the Ravens though, that, yeah, they, they're in a weird, they, there is a situation where we could like literally come back next week and literally say, look, look at us. We, we won both of our, like both of our teams won. And now we're staring down the barrel of a divisional game. And yeah, man, I don't. I don't know. That, that's such a weird situation for. Stop getting me excited, dude. Stop getting yes, me excited. The problem is, I fucked myself into it. Like I'm already there. Like I'm already dude. picturing what next week's gonna look like, and like what I'm gonna be worried about. I t- I texted Trey, and because what I like to do on Thursdays is I like to sit down and play Madden, and I play the game that the Finns play for the week. I'm putting this. I'm putting this out there, spitting the juju. So I like to play the game in like a game plan that I think that the fins are going to run. So I went a run heavy offense. Jeff Wilson went for a buck. what I say? A buck 23 tray, buck 25. Yeah. Skylar Thompson went 10 of 13. He threw two picks, but he threw, <laughs> but he threw a touchdown and the dolphins. It was tight one, but I got iced at the end of the game. And I doinked the game-winning kick. 
Was it from plus 50? 45. Oh, well, that's not realistic then. (laughs) I doinked it from 45, and I lost 21 to 20. I can theoretically see, like, can that that seems too realistic of a game plan where Josh Allen fumbles twice. He didn't throw a pick, but he fumbled both times, making a stupid run play. Like that seems like if we get that, if that's the the Josh Allen that comes out for the Finns game, that that's the that's what the Finns want. That's what every Finns fan should be expecting and hoping for. Same way with like the Ravens, you're hoping that you're going to get a Joe Burrow that like his offensive line doesn't show up and the secondary is just locking them down. Yeah, and speaking of that, really happy with David Ajobo getting a strip sack as his first sack in the NFL. Feel good about that. He hasn't played all year, so he's probably got the freshest legs of that rush group. Um, because our boy from Penn State, freaking Owe, has not done a whole lot this year. So, mm. and. You know, Burrow, when they were in Baltimore, he threw a pick to Patrick Queen. Um, you know, Burrow's known, like, Burrow throws interceptions. Yeah. He does. Um, so, Burrow's you know, I'm hoping, people think he does. Yeah. And I just hope we can get him in that situation where, you know, he, he feels like he needs to force some things um, and just make something happen. Um, and hopefully that kind of gives us the opening. And I'm with you. Um, I like to play my franchise, um, but I've decided to only play defense just because that's all we're going to need on Sunday, just a little defense. Um, you fucking thing of all time. What'd you say? The most you thing of all time. Oh yeah, game plans two clock. Um, we run that puppy down to two seconds on offense. <laughs> I actually, I actually built a whiskey playbook on there, so we're just running stampede. Uh, you know, um, guard trap, and then uh, I like to sprinkle in the down too. So yeah, yeah, like to win games thirteen to three. Trey, what do you think? What do you think about a wildcat? Like the Dolphins throw it back to the wildcat. What if they would do that against the Bills in this game? Like, what would the Bills uh, do if Tyreek and Jalen Waddle lined up beside Jeff Wilson in the backfield? That'd be fucking sweet. Why, why do you not? In? You just pack it I mean, in. You've got nothing to lose. Last game of the year, I don't want anything back now. Yeah. Dude, that would be so sick. Yeah, like a, like, a, like a fourth and one, Tyreek takes a snap, act like he's running, and then throw it over the top to somebody. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be. Yeah, it's going to be there. I bet I bet McDaniel already put it in. Already in. Yeah. Also, <laughs> sidebar, John, Nicky Smokes is in Buffalo. He might get beat up. <laughs> hope he does. Dude, I started following you know that no, guy. I, I, I don't want to forget this point because I told Trey <laughs> I was calling his ass out on the pod. Nicky Smokes – that guy, he's dead to me. He's on the list. I'm sick of this guy. This is this. Made list. He's he's made it to the list. Sick of this guy. He got on here on Wednesday about 30 minutes before McDaniel's press conference and put the uh, eye emojis and said what uh, Nick Hicks just DM'd me with the eye emojis. And so all of us thought that Tua was coming back. Like what? A, like what a dick! Why would you even tweet that, like, dude? You after we won, after shit. we won in Miami, him walking out of the stadium. Oh my god! Him talking all that shit. I would. He might get mugged. I'd love to give him a clothesline. 
just straight JBL style. I hope some Bills fan clotheslines him right into a table. God, I hate that. That guy pissed me off so much on Wednesday. I got my hopes all up, and then all of a sudden, he just went down whenever McDaniel was like, yeah, he didn't make it through the protocol. And then that's like, so what was the DM then, bro? What was the DM? <laughs> Moron. Ugh. I just, I just had to, I had to say that about Nikki Smokes and also Jeremy Clump. Screw you. Eat my shorts. Anti defense talk. Eat my shorts. All right. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wild card Monday, the final game is Cowboys at Bucks. What's the line on that, Trey? The line on that is Cowboys minus two and a half. Yeah, um, I, yeah uh, I think that will jump to probably Cowboys minus three to three and a half. Or, uh, yeah, Cowboys minus three to three and a half. I think a lot of people, no, I'm sorry, other way. I think that goes to Cowboys minus one and a half to one. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Bucks plus two and a half. Um, I think the Bucks win this outright, to be honest with you. Over under 45, I think it goes over. Um, I think the Cowboys are overrated. They have had a lot of bad wins. And I know the Bucks are like the only losing team in playoff history. It seems like they're the third team to ever make the playoffs with a losing record. But um, you just can't – one of those teams that just gets hot, you know. They Mike Evans went off last week, man. I don't, I would never want to play Tom Brady in the freaking playoffs. I don't care how bad the team has been all year. It's a clean slate. This is like starting the season all over again. You have no idea what playoff Tom Brady is like. And Dak Prescott continues to make himself more and more like Tony Romo every single game and every single playoff opportunity he has. Um, I'm taking Bucks here. I think it goes over. Um, so I'm taking Bucks 28, Cowboys 24. Yeah, I'm kind of on your same train. I the 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 Cowboys they are notoriously a really great regular season team, and then when they get to the playoffs and play meaningful football, they always shoot themselves in the foot. And Dak Prescott doesn't do anything for me that makes me think that the Cowboys can go out and like literally win it outright. I don't think that they can do that. They have plenty of talent too. I just think they're so overrated and I, their, their defense is not quite as good as what they think it is. Michael Parsons is absolutely a stud. I think that Trayvon Diggs, he didn't have as good of a year as what he did last year. I just don't see how the Cowboys – I just can't – you can't bet against Tom in the playoffs. He's just shown you how many times you count him out, and this seems like a great recipe for a great – another story in Tom Brady's book about how, you know, I went through this terrible divorce early in the season. Everyone counted us out. We made it to the playoffs as a lo- with a losing record, and uh, we'll see you uh, uh, NFC Championship weekend. It's kind of how that feels for this team right now because they're starting to figure it out. So I'm I'm taking Bucks. I'm taking them by ten. Again, I think they win thirty to twenty. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I, I just don't see um, Tom Brady playing poorly 
Um, I think this team is starting to figure out, kind of like you said, again, like that nucleus is all still there, minus Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. The team that won the Super Bowl. Um, I think they have a playoff pedigree. I think this year there was a lot of maybe things. I know defensively they were decimated by injury kind of for most of the season. Um, they got most of their secondary back. Um, the Cowboys are just habitual choke artists. McCarthy hasn't done anything since Aaron Rodgers won him that one Super Bowl he has. Um, I think he'll be fired after the game. Um, I see this uh, being probably a two-touchdown game. I'm thinking 31-17, something like that. Um, I, I just don't see Tyler for the Cowboys win this. Now, would I would I enjoy the Cowboys choking like in astronomical fashion? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Piggyback off Trey, man. Would I would, would I love to watch Dak like fumble a snap or something when they're getting ready to go in for a touchdown to win the game? Um, <laughs> I think that'd be beautiful just because Cowboys fans are the worst. Um, talk about living in the Stone Age. Do something. Do something for me lately. <laughs> Same can be said for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't say it about you guys because I'm <laughs> Trey got on me. It's to say that this ain't that type of podcast. <laughs> I also think we're realistic. I don't think anyone I'm I've never talked shit about the Dolphins being better than like I guess I can't say never, but I've never like thought that are we the same as Cowboys fans? Holy fuck. I'm sitting here trying to think that I'm not and I think I might be. I think you go in hopeful, but then you're you you then you have realistic expectations. Yeah, we go in after after the first quarter. We realize that, like, oh gosh, we're we're nothing's different. And then it's not like it seems like Cowboys fans. They're just they just keep pushing it. Like they just keep pushing it further and further every time, and it never works out for them. We're I will be slightly. I'll be slightly hopeful, and then by one o eight p.m. or one o yeah one o eight p.m. Um, I will be texting John that it was fun while it lasted. It was a good season. (laughs) Who we draft in? Wait, we have no draft pick. How can we free up cap? You're secretly hoping to reverse the juju by talking like that. You think they'll go yes. against you? Yeah. 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 yeah, every week I talk about how terrible the Ravens are because I just hope that maybe it'll change something offensively specifically. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't think you're the same. I think Cowboys and Steelers fans are the same. Oh, don't even get us started on Steelers fans. No, but, I, like, honestly, I think the vibe's the same, right? Yeah. Like, they, like historically, they've always kind of been good. Um, they have a lot of Super Bowls to show for it. Um, so there's like there's like this built-in arrogance um, that I don't quite understand why they have it over the past ten years. But hey, whatever. Cool Super Bowls when you're franchised since 1904. <laughs> yeah, that is that was for fans specifically. And like, uh, it's really funny because uh, Steelers fans so wanted the Dolphins to lose that game last week. And then now they're like, oh, we, you guys only won that game just to get blown out by the Bills, which like it would have absolutely happened to the Steelers because I don't think the Steelers present a better attack than what the Dolphins can provide. Yeah, you know what, Pittsburgh, how about you just beat us then in the head-to-head? You don't have to worry about it. Yes. You know what? Also, sidebar, again, to go back to Joe Flacco, look at him still doing the job for the city of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy is a future Hall of Famer, hands down. His kid's a Tyreek fan. That video was hilarious. That video was great. Is there any future Hall of Famers uh, playing this weekend, Chase? Um, is Rashad Perriman, what roster is he on? I think he's on the 
<laughs> he I was. Thought he's on the, I thought he was on the Buccaneers. Yeah, I seriously think he's on the Bucks. He's playing Monday. Well, then it's his, yeah, it's his coming out party. <laughs> Seven years later, baby, he's gonna turn up. Talk about talk about just a disappointment. Boy, was I ever high on him being the next big thing. When's yeah. the last time you guys had a good fucking receiver? Anquan Bolden. I don't even know if I count him. He was kind of past his prime. But like, but, but you, look at the Ravens franchise. Name a receiver who was in their prime. <laughs> the great Raven receiver. I don't think I can literally name one. All of them were out of their prime. Maybe one I can think of homegrown talent that was good was Torrey Smith. But we, and he was he was a great second option. Never like a one guy. What about Jacoby Jones? Was he? Would you say he was oh. in his prime? Maybe as a return. You know what? Maybe he might be the only one that I would say he kind of got into his prime as a Raven. Yeah, but again, yeah. but but more so in the return game than anything. It wasn't like he was. People remember the Mile High Miracle, but that's about it in terms of him catching catching touchdown passes. Yeah, that one I forgot about that one. But then. Yeah, because Steve Smith, he had already had his career. Like, he was at the end of his career. And Anquan was at the end of his career. Was already, he already had his career. I mean, he had tried, already, to, tried to sprinkle Deshaun Jackson in there. Tried to sprinkle Deshaun <laughs> well, then, Jackson in there. And then we got, I mean, Derek Mason, maybe, we could say. Oh, geez. Well, what didn't he? I feel like Derek Mason, did he go to Baltimore before or after the Titans? After. After. The, the fucking Ravens are a second, a second contract team, dude. But guess what? We'll draft the piss out of tight ends, though. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a stud. We've had Dennis Pitta was a stud. Todd Heap was a stud. Mark Andrews is a stud. Isaiah <laughs> Likely, I think, will be a stud. Um, Charlie Kohler minutes last week. Haven't seen him all season. Another draft pick. Um, you know, so if we ever just we ever can just run three tight end sets, man, we'll be good. I wish the Dolphins could run three tight end sets, but we all know Mike Jacecki won't block a wet paper bag. You know, <laughs> when you guys cut him, he is gonna somehow go and talk to the Ravens. Oh yeah, I know for sure, and they're gonna pay him all kinds of money. He would be such a poor fit for that offense because he literally won't be able to block a single person. <laughs> And drop every pass that Lamar throws to him. Actually, I saw an interesting thing that the um the Ravens should package Lamar to or the or the Raiders should package Carr and picks and trade him to the uh, Ravens for Lamar. Yeah, and I don't know if. I don't know if they would take that or not. I mean, the problem is with them is if you let Lamar go, everything you've built around Lamar for that style yeah. is kind of relevant. Like, and if they get rid of him, like, it's a re- is, And then if you do that, if you do that trade, like Derek Carr, who who's he throwing to? Mark Andrews. Every single play. <laughs> you think about Lamar, it, I don't think. Andre Lamar, Bad Moon Rising coming back. <laughs> Dude, I think that uh, I, whenever I saw that tweet, I was like, "That that seems so silly." Because like Lamar in a Josh McDaniels offense would be such a recipe for a disaster. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I think the thing is, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they got to get rid of Roman. Um, 
And I think they need to just like Roman, I think has the same vibe as Jim Harbaugh. He wears himself out. Yeah. And people are like, okay, yeah, we're done with that. Um, I would love to see, uh, you know, bring in Cliff Kingsbury for all I care. At least he's got some swag to him. Not Greg Roman dying his goatee black and leaving his hair gray. <laughs> I mean, like, you want to talk about the freaking final nail in the coffin. When I saw his press conference and that goatee was jet black and that hair was freaking silver. I just, like, fucking, it's a fucking NWO Hulk Hogan out there, dude. For what, dude? Like, you're, you're 60 and you're overweight. Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> I mean... Like someone like that's a and that's where I think John Harbaugh doesn't hold people accountable. Like the first day he showed up, he should say that looks stupid. You're going to get rid of that, and that was the beginning of the end for this offense this season. Hold people accountable. <laughs> yeah, because I saw I was tweeting with a guy back and forth on uh, Twitter about like the Dolphins and saying like, you know that you've already put all these pieces in place for the Dolphins like on defense and like. Firing Boyer doesn't necessarily fix your problems. It might make them worse because, and he was like, well, if you tr- go to back to a traditional style defense, then that accounts for your players that will always get hurt because the Dolphins only have players that get hurt. So you have in- you have an injury prone team. So you might as well set up for a, a team where like you have it built in where it doesn't kill you if somebody goes out for a week. Like you can get Josh Boyer off of this team. Dude, yeah. You last week you were you wanted him back in. If he puts up that, if he puts in, if he puts up a great defensive performance this weekend, is he back in? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's all. That's all six games that we got. Uh, we got, um, I think we unanimously, what did you think about the Seahawks and 49ers chase? That was the only one you missed with us. That was the only one I missed. Uh, oh my gosh. I think the 49ers roll. Um, if there was a team that I had to pick right now, other than the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, um, it's the Niners. I think, um, it's their year. They have so many weapons from top to bottom. Heck, they even had, they haven't even had Debo this whole time. Um, they've went on this run. I think they've won 10 straight. Um, I, I, they have the defense, you know, they had the run game to protect Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy actually, I think throws the ball vertically better than Jimmy Garoppolo does. Um, so, um, if there was a team that I think would, would, would win the Super Bowl, it would be them. I'm thinking they're three touchdowns better. Um, Geno Smith. Jesus Christ. You have every game in a fucking blowout. Well, yeah, dude, it's the playoffs, man. We're going to see who's there and who's not. I can tell you who is and who isn't. Listen, I. Every game, I have the Finns close. I have the Ravens close. I have the Buccaneers two touchdowns better. It's not a blowout. What was it in the Vikings all together going to trash? So I have two blowouts is what I'm calling. Two blowouts. Yeah, the only one I got a blow, I think that the Chargers are going to get, for, I thought the char. I think the Chargers might lose by two scores, two or three. Because there's always one blowout game of the weekend, and a lot of people are picking it to be the the Bills and the Dolphins game. I just don't see it. Which it will be. <laughs> I don't there's see that you I, again. I just I just feel like these are these divisional playoff games. We we've already seen them twice. They we know what they're gonna do, they know what we're gonna do. You know, let worlds collide. Let's go. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying the Finns probably lose that one close. There is a, a scenario where they win. 
close. Uh, likely for that to happen, I don't think so. Uh, but I, I still think the, I think the 49ers win. I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking, I'm taking Dolphins. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm taking Dolphins. <laughs> close. I'm taking Vikings. I know. I I picked it. I'm taking the Giants, and I'm taking. I really want to take the Ravens, but my heart keeps just saying that you know they're gonna. They, they, if they had Lamar, I was, I'd take Ravens a hundred percent. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to take Bengals in a close one. I think that they, I think the Ravens keep it really close and they play a real dirty style of gameplay where they, they we got accused of that last week. Well, the let's live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. I think the they're going to play really dirty on defense. They're going to try to get the bills out, out of their rhythm. And then I'm taking bucks on Monday night. What's your yeah, give me uh, give me Seahawks plus the points. Um, give me yeah, give me them plus the nine and a half. Give me Jaguars plus two and a half. Give me the Dolphins plus thirteen and a half. Give me the Giants plus three. Give me the Ravens plus eight and a half. And give me the Buccaneers plus two and a half. So I'm literally taking the dogs and everything. No money lines, but I'm taking the dogs. I have a dogged out super wild card weekend happening. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you both for coming on the pod. Hopefully you enjoy all the games this weekend. Personally, I think my pick for game of the weekend is going to be that Chargers Jags, just because I'm going to see the Chargers get boat raced at. And uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the underscore Podski, Instagram, the underscore Podski, Facebook, the Podski with John Baker. And thank you to the co-pilot Triggs for hopping on. Thank you to the Bill, the brother-in-law, Chiggy. Thank you for coming on. We'll get you on another point in time. And we'll probably, maybe we'll do this again next week. Who knows? Yeah, there we go. We'll, uh, we'll see you all after the, we'll do the Finns review uh hopefully we have something great to talk about if not it'll it'll be a feather in the cap on the year and we will see you next time on that's so dolphins talk ends up Go down, team by team and round.